views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have got a fabulous lineup for you today. You know, I got to tell you, Benny, sometimes I wake up and I think, oh, my gosh, how do I get to be so lucky? And it is really kind of incredible when I think about this. And, you know, it's coming to the forefront because I'm really getting I want to say I'm getting encouraged to write this book that uh, everybody wants me to write now. But I'm saying it's more like pushed forward a little bit because I'm not a writer so I'm speaking and one of the things I love about this is Benny where the heck has 15 years gone <laughs> like a blink of an eye that's for sure in mine oh my goodness oh you know the one thing you and I have in common about our 15 year journey together both of us have had more hair when we started <laughs> that's very true <laughs> very true <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, And, you know, in my case, changed my color a gazillion times. I made an announcement that I was thinking of changing my color again. And, boy, you know, everybody wants to weigh in on that. But today, we're going to talk about something that nobody's really talking about. I never understood this. Um, My healing journey along the way involved a lot of pain. For those of you that have heard me mention it, Six months after I started this, April 1st or so, uh, you know, it was April 1st, uh, six or eight months, let's say. I don't even know how long. April 1st of 2004, I came down with a mystery disease. And I call it that because if you ever looked at my health record, you'd see everybody has a different opinion. But here's the thing I know. In, In the entire journey of this, I had one doctor Dr. Darvish, one doctor out of all the doctors I've seen, all the practitioners I've seen, one talked to me about getting a deeper awareness of my muscles and their emotional connection with healing. Today, finally, someone is not only talking about it, but talking about it and helping us understand that our emotions And what we do in life and all of that has a direct effect on the whole body. But why is it it's taken us this long for us to have a conversation about how emotions, how pain gets stuffed deeply in our muscle structure? And how do I know that? 
you're going to find out today. I want to introduce all of you to Emily Francis joining me here today. And she has written a fabulous, fabulous book that I've got in front of me. Of course, she's written other books. But the one I'm looking at um, directly for those of you is The Body Heals Itself. I love this conversation. How deeper awareness of your muscles and their emotional connection can help you heal. The question that I want to ask all of you out there is, have you ever wondered why in all of the doctor appointments, all of the visits, all of the places you go, only until perhaps maybe if you're me and you have a car accident, is anybody, anybody talking with you about paying attention to the muscles? And by the way, do you actually know how many you have? Do you actually know what happens when you experience trauma at a very young age? Do you know all of the above? Well, here's what I want to say. Emily is joining us here today. She's the author of books for children and adults because this book does apply to both. Uh, she has a degree in exercise science and wellness, super important. And she's coming to us to talk about this today where we have paid little attention to those things that help us get up, walk from one room to the next, go to work, walk on the concrete, go to the gym, maybe play a sport like Benny and I like to do. Very few people are talking about the emotions that get stored in them. Emily, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Mystery. It is a mystery to me that the only time that we want to talk about muscles is when we want to build them up and make them bigger or we tear them down and in some kind of strange accident or something else happens like a car accident and somebody says, go get a massage. My question to you is, why do we have such a disconnect between you know our deeper awareness of our muscles their emotional content and how to heal ourselves and welcome to the show uh, thanks for having me and um, that disconnect is really deep and it's unfortunate and I remember when I went to massage school I studied clinical massage therapy and the Asian body worker we had an Asian body work program at the same school and he came in and he said you know, in the, in the Eastern traditions, they never separated the body from the mind. And therefore, they're like 5,000 years ahead of us over here in the Western side that cut those two in half. And we're just coming around to really understanding that you can't have one without the other. You can't heal one without the other. And nobody really talks about muscles, which is, I loved all of your introduction because those are the questions that I've had. And to be very honest, I'm shocked nobody took my idea years before and did this. Well, well, I'm shocked, too, because, you know, I mentioned that in my own healing journey, right, which really took uh, close to 10 <clears throat> years, just to be clear. Oh, wow. Um, I had one doctor, and it's Dr. Nusheen Darvish. She's out of Bellevue. Woman literally saved my life. But she didn't leave the muscles and the emotional part of healing out of the conversation. And thanks to her, I was able to heal. But that's not the case for millions and millions no, and millions of people. No, it's not. 
It's not no. because people forget that it's even a viable option to look into. And when I was in massage school, this was 15 years ago. And my, my teacher said, just really random in class, and he said, you know, there's two muscles in the body that are highly emotional, that if you treat them, you're likely to have an emotional response from the client. They're probably going to cry and have a big release. And it was the psoas, which is your primary hip flexor muscle, located in the deep abdominal, slightly off to the side, and then also the longest coli, which is a muscle that most even body practitioners aren't familiar with. It's a very small muscle in the front of the neck. And when you get in a car accident and you have whiplash, that's the muscle that has to be treated. Mm -hmm. And um, I stayed after class that day because it locked and loaded into me. I thought it was fascinating from just that sentence. And I stayed after class and I said, okay, I've got to know everything about these emotional muscles. Where's the book? How does anybody know this? Where's the research? And he said, Oh, there's no book. There's nothing. It's just been passed down from body worker through the generations as something that we need to know and be aware of. But there's nothing there's nothing backing it. There's no books out there. And and it was like my mission from that day forward. I began formulating my hypothesis and my working on bodies. And then and then, like you said, you have a doctor that did finally know. I started seeking out all those different practitioners across the board and asking them questions of what they knew and starting to piece it all together. And I started getting confirmation after confirmation that what I was finding was very valid and understanding. And now when somebody comes to me and they say, I carry pain here, I can pretty much tell you what's going on emotionally for them in their life. Mm. And missing that piece is sad. It's really, it's a, it's a disservice uh, to everyone. Yeah. And the other part about it that I, I, wanna, I want you to address is this. If you're missing the piece, right, like I was until Dr. Darvish stepped in, if you're missing the piece, then you're missing the link to heal. Correct. And that's the real sad part in all of this conversation because you can't fix something that you're not aware of that can be fixed, Right. Right. It's mm. absolutely. And there's so many components to healing that if you can even just grab onto some that work, even years ago, I dealt with hives. I just started breaking out in hives all the time. And I went, I, I got on Allegra, that, that medicine, and I yeah. was on it for almost a year. And I kept going to different doctors. And I went to an allergist who graduated from Harvard and her, I'm quoting her. She goes, whatever your problem is, allergies ain't it. And I couldn't find an answer. And then I went to an acupuncture session for something different, but didn't take Allegra that morning. And she goes, oh, well, let's go ahead and clear those hives. And then we can treat what you're here for. And I thought, okay, let's just clear it. I've been going through pure hell for a year and let's just clear it. You're right. Well, guess what? I never took Allegra ever again. I was 27 at the time. I'm 43 now. I've never taken any antihistamines. I've never dealt with hives ever again. And all she said to me was, you're eating too many foods that contain heat. You just have too much heat in your body. It was such a simple fix for her, but for our allopathic medicine, they missed it time and time again because she looked at my tongue, wanted to know about my bowel movements, wanted to know about my sleep patterns, wanted to know my emotional stability. You know, she looked at the whole being, not just one part. And that's, you know, and me, I'm bringing in the muscles because that's missing from looking at the whole. Oh, okay. I love this book. We're going to talk about, of course, we're going to talk about the back but we're also going to talk about other parts of the body that we don't pay attention to. And I'll get to that in a minute. 
But I want to ask you, because you and I share this in common. Okay, we'll admit it. I was reading, uh, and I read your book, so I just want to say I'm going to refer to parts of the book, but I'm not going to say like on page 33 like I'm doing now, but I will, um, where you talk about, you say facing our pain. This is a conversation on facing our pain right out of the gate. And you talk about going to a shaman for healing, which I did as well. Um, But facing our pain doesn't have to be that. It does have to be facing our pain. And I want to talk about that with you because there's a deeper definition of what that means. You know, I'm not talking about facing our pain. You go to the doctor, oh, you got pain. Go get this, 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 this. This is a different facing our pain conversation. So deeper, yes. Yeah. Tell us about what this means so that we can set the stage for the rest of the show. When you take that trip inside yourself to face pain, trauma, shame, things that your body has held on to. First, I want to say that when something occurs in your body that is not in alignment with your highest good, let's say that you are in an accident or you're mishandled by somebody, it doesn't just go into your mind and your emotional space. It goes into every part of your body, every cell, every fiber of your being locks it in, including the muscles. And so when we go back to that place and we're willing to face it in its full amount because when we when we experience it at the beginning we only deal with what we can and we sort of stuff down the rest because it's human nature we can't deal with all of it right when it happens because you're in shock or you're overloaded and it takes a very long time to even allow it to come up to give you the processing time and Mm. so when you're faced with it really coming back up your whole body feels it again and you have to be willing to take yourself down to the darkness in your own space because if you're willing to truly face it, then you can transmute that energy into something that you can live with instead of always storing it and hiding mm-hmm. it and stuffing it and running away from it. Instead, it becomes part of who you are now, but it's not your association. You're not totally identified with this particular situation that happened to you. You know, like I dealt with anxiety and panic for a lot of years and I started to identify myself through the panic and through the fear. And then it became not, it wasn't that anymore because I finally really dropped down all the way and faced all the pain and the sadness that I had been running from for so long and self-medicating and finding any way around that pain. And then when you finally, I just, I think of it as like somebody running and then them turning around and stopping and opening their arms up to catch the ball and the ball happens to be on fire. It's a pain. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you can shift the cells in your body. And if you're really lucky, somebody has their hands on you at the same time that you're willing to face that pain so that when you cry from the soles of your feet up and out of the body, that person's hands can help replenish where things have left your body with love, unconditional love and healing energy. That's why I love the energy work so much. But facing that pain requires Mm -hmm. more strength than you've ever had to go back down. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and skip the break because I really want to keep this going. In You know, you referenced something very important in a book, by the way, The Body Heals Itself. For those of you out there, Emily Francis joining us today. I want to make sure you all know that throughout the show today, if you have a question for Emily, why don't you give us a shout? 1-800-930-2819. If you don't want to come on air with your question, Benny will take your question for us. 1-800-930-2819. You know, this deeper awareness of our muscles and the emotional connection, we cannot have this conversation, I don't think, without talking about the body as an energetic uh, entity 
and things that refer to chakras or energy points. And these energy points have always been talked about, Emily, but not in in the context of our muscle structure. And, you know, they've been left out of the equation as if they have nothing to do with the muscle structure, but have something to do with the energy of the body. Can you take us on, you know, a a quick uh, synopsis of how they are very directly related to the body and to the muscles in the body? Okay, uh, the muscles, the muscles have been forgotten. And here's a part of what I can say. The muscles connect you to the nervous system. Yeah. So when you experience a pain or a trauma, your nervous system feels it. But I don't know why people have forgotten that your muscles take it in. (laughs) So I consider that the belly of the muscles is much like the mind, right? So you lock it into your storage space, the mind. But you also lock it into your storage space deep in the belly of the muscles, right in the middle. It's like a bed, you know, and and so – Every time that these things are affected, we, we understand the brain and the spinal cord and the nervous system, but for some reason, we, we've only looked at muscles as movement, as a source of movement, as a source of power and strength, but the muscles are, are your other little storehouses for all of those emotions and, and not just the trauma. Your muscles aren't walking around just stuffed with trauma. Your muscles also hold your memory. We understand muscle memory, but we understand it from a kinesiology sort of standpoint and not from from a standpoint that your muscles have muscle memory of experiences and emotions. And those are really important. Um, and, and the chakras and the energy centers, I believe that the energy body is where the miracles live. I believe that's where the real authentic healing occurs is by treating the energy body and missing that energy body part uh, really leaves behind a lot of authentic healing that can take you fully up and out. I think you're kind of leaving things behind when you just stick physical yeah. So you're in that miracle space and the energy part, and that's where the key is that can completely change the makeup of your body, of your whole being by that space. So, you know, you're going through the nervous system, you're going through the muscles, but you're really trying to knock on that energy body and, ex- and, and allowing it to do it with movement and saying, yeah. you know, we're all here to work together for you. But the muscles have been screaming this information. As a body worker, when I put my hands on somebody, the muscles are literally screaming at me saying, help me, help me. I've been trying to find somebody who can understand my language. Please listen to me. Mm-hmm. I have a story to tell about this person and their mind gets in the way. And so they don't tell you the truth. That's why we don't like to hear a lot of people's stories before our hands get on them because their their language gets in the way of what their body has to say. You know, it's interesting. Master. And yet, it's interesting we're talking about this. I was watching some back uh, episodes of uh, Frankie and Grace on Netflix because um, Linda hadn't seen the series with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. I love and, that show so much. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember the, the episode where uh, all of a sudden they're talking about their business and, and clearly their life is about betrayal. They're talking about their business and the next thing you know, Lily Tomlin is flat on her back with back pain. Then Jane Fonda goes to help her up and she's flat on her uh, flat on her back with back pain. And I want to talk back to you. is betrayal. Oh my God. Right. I mean, do you think when you've been stabbed in the in back? There? That's where it is. <laughs> That's where it is. Back is betrayal. But there's several parts of the back. So really, 
it, it, like, so being stabbed in the back goes right behind the heart space, right in that shoulder blade where everybody carries pain and tension and they wonder why. This is not just a physical movement. These are old stored pains and, and sadness. And I talk about it in the book. The, I, I use this one woman as an example. I used to work at this really big medical spa where it was known for its celebrity clientele. And you book your sessions months ahead to come and you stay there for several days. And this woman came in for a session and she said, I have this pain in my right shoulder blade. I've had it for years. It never goes away. I've gone to everybody, chiropractors, acupuncture, massage, PT. Nobody can fix it. What do you got? And I worked like a beast. I was breaking a sweat. I was tearing at that muscle like nobody's business. And I finally stopped and looked at her and I said, I'm sorry. This is not physical. This is emotional. Would you mind if I do some energy work with you? And she said, okay. And I put her in a a rather compromising position, which I don't usually do when I start doing energy work, but I put her hand behind her back so that that shoulder blade would lift up and I could really get to the muscle. And I put my hands on it and I started doing my prayers and setting the tone. And out of nowhere, she started getting fidgety, which that to me says you're about to release. You're getting a little aggravated. Now you're going to release. So I'm going to, I'm not letting you go. And then I said, don't think about it. What, what's going on in your head? And without any thought, she goes, my boyfriend in high school cheated on me with my best friend. (gasps) What does that matter? I'm married. I'm in my 60s. Who cares? And it was like, it was not a bone pop. It was not what you hear at a chiropractor. But it was this audible bubble that just, it popped. And it left her body. It was like you could almost see it leave. And she and I both were awestruck. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that just happened. Oh, my gosh. And she got up and she could not believe that the pain for the first time since she was like, 15 years old subsided completely and it was that emotional knife wound that you carry but if you're if it's not that area of the back like the low back holds a lot of information too the low back is all about fear of moving forward it's about loss it's about financial security or things that attach to the earth anything material related so if you lose somebody that you love your low back starts acting up because it's really really hard to move on without them. And so there's an emptiness and it parks itself right there in that sacrum area. And then the upper back, uh, most people say it's the shoulders, but it's the top, the traps. That is feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. And you feel so under pressure that you really believe that you're the only one that can do what you do and that nobody can do it like you do. So you take on a million different jobs. Oh, I'll just do that. Let me just do it. I got to have it done this particular way. So I'm going to do it myself. You pile that stuff on. That one's a little bit more self-made. It's not a deep emotional thing. It's more of you are doing this to yourself, but you don't understand because you're gripping so tight that you're not willing to delegate to, you know, to other people and trust that other people might be able to be competent and do things as well. (laughs) But, um, you know, and then those erector muscles that, that support the spine, those are your support muscles. So when you don't feel supported, those act up. And then you start to feel a lot of little junky, junky glunky when you're doing the, the actual massage work in those muscles and you start thinking, golly, this thing is, it's full of junk. It's really got a lot to say and it's angry and it's because you're not feeling supported in your life. And your muscles are telling you all the things your mind wants to say but your mind isn't saying it. Yeah, and you know what I love about this? In your book, you not only take us on a journey which explains this beautifully. For those of you just tuning in, I've got Emily Francis joining me here today. She's written an incredible book, uh, The Body Heals Itself, How Deeper Awareness of Your Muscles and Their Emotional Connection can help you heal. One of the other things I love that you take us through is uh, how do we release this? And so you talk about affirmations. You talk also about stones. 
uh, whether it's black tourmaline or rose quartz, and then you also talk about oils. What I'm fascinated by, I was doing some research last night for a friend of mine, got some pain. We're going to talk about that part of the body next. And I was fascinated that right now, you know, my infrared pad that I used once upon a time, which I still use, now they're coming out with these gemstones. And we're hearing more about gemstones that work. And the FDA is approving these things. Oh, I didn't know that. That's wonderful. I've seen those pads with the gemstones. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah, they're not approving all of them. So we're in a slow process. But some of them have passed the FDA audit, let's say. What is it about the combination of what you're presenting, the mind affirmations, the stones for the back or other parts of the body, and the oils that we are now accepting as ways to release this emotional energy? They all correlate to different parts of your whole body. And when I say your body, I'm not talking about your physical body. I'm talking about all those layers that go past your physical body into your energy body, your aura. Um, You know, essential oils, I really wish I would have realized this when I wrote the book. I wish I would have done a disclaimer. And that is that essential oils can be very dangerous to your pets. And I wish I would have really researched that. um, Because I think, I have to say this part, there's so many uh, multi-level marketing people and stay-at-home moms that have gotten really into these essential oils. But collectively, we're highly uneducated about essential oils. Yes, Essential oils are very, very powerful. They're they're beautiful, medicinal uh, offerings from the earth to us. And they correlate to the body's emotional body uh, through the senses, but also being applied directly on the spine, on the feet, in different areas of the body. It really helps the body to shift in a way that I can't explain well enough, but it's sort of hitting that that vibrational energy and, and it just kind of comes together. It helps things to open up. Like lavender helps people sleep. Ylang Ylang helps people calm. And those are things you can put right on the skin. Bergamo, it's spelled B-E-R-G-E-M-O-T, I think. The T is at the end though. Bergamo, it is so painful to put directly on the skin, but it doesn't come with like disclaimers, but it's a beautiful smell and it's very helpful for um, uplifting things, but you have to dilute it or put it in a uh, diffuser. And now I'm learning that even tea tree oil, which is such a cleanser, it's an antibiotic, isn't good for the pets. And a lot of pets are suffering because we're using essential oils now around the clock just for fun because we like the smell. But they're really... there's so much more than that, and I, I, I'm going to try to make it a little bit more of a mission of mine to educate better myself, starting with, and mm-hmm. then uh, other people. And I learned a lot even when I was pregnant because I found out you're not supposed to have peppermint anywhere near a pregnant person or a baby. The, uh, and I didn't know that at all. And when I found that out, I started researching more. Uh, so when I wrote the book, Witchy Mama, I went to a, a essential oil therapist who teaches in the medicine field of essential oils because I knew I was out of my league. And with this part of the body, I, I stuck to the really simple, basic ones. Frankincense is such a great earthy aroma. It's such a big healer. And it really does resonate into that spiritual realm of energy. So it's helping you connect from the spirit to the earth. And it's a great one. And you can apply it to the skin. And it just doesn't seem to overwhelm the way that some other scents do. Um, but And the stones, the stones are gifts, right Mm. into the earth but there's like over 800 mentions of different stones in the bible so it it always baffles me when people are a little um 
apprehensive when I talk about stones and the healing powers because those were inherently given to us by God. Yeah. Like the the rose quartz being an unconditional love. Like the Apache tear is one of my favorite stones in the world. The Apache tear is a black uh, obsidian type of stone that is for extreme sadness. And it was from the Trail of Tears. They believe that when the people, when the Indians were, were walking through the Trail of Tears, that their actual tears turned to stone. And those are the Apache tears. Yeah. And when you hold them, they resonate with you. Oh, my God. And think about it. You're absolutely right. You know, I'm like you. I don't know why, you know, we come along the pathway of, of, of you know, doctrine and something like a stone becomes the antithesis of spirituality when, in fact, it's not. You know, you go back in time and healing. I mean, how many, how many stories can you read either uh, from various scriptures, from various religions all over the world where stones were heated up and applied to the wound? I mean, just like that, right? Well, they're on the breastplate. They're on the breastplate of the high priest. Right. Now, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're considered this, you know, Um, woo-woo person because you understand the the healing properties of something that was always there. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's even crosses called fairy crosses, and they're never perfect. But they were were created when the fairies were crying when Christ was crucified. And they're always in a cross shape. And they're never perfect. And they're also some of my favorite stones are powerful. But when you touch them, the energy is more of a calm. It's not like, ooh, this is strong. It's more of, oh, I love you. Hi. It's glad to have you here. And the stones inherently, they they work with part of your body too, I believe. I believe they connect with a different part of your body that helps you to understand that you're safe. You know, and there's stones that you can wear for protection or to dispel, like I'm wearing right now, it's a necklace that I had made and it's a clear quartz, a rose quartz and a smoky quartz over and over again and beads all the way around my neck. And it's because rose quartz is for unconditional love and clear quartz is to clear the space and to protect and smoky quartz is to dispel negative energy. What yeah. better combination would I want around me than I that? Well, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize it today when I got up, but I mean, like, I'm all about two amethyst network, uh, necklaces and amethyst earrings. We're going to take a short break when we come back. What I believe is the least talked about part of the body when it comes to emotional, how should I say it? Toxins. The least talked about. And what are they? Thighs, knees, and calves. Oh, my. The leg. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever said to a friend, I am trying to be less stressed? I am hoping to meet someone special. Or how about, I am working on getting a job I love. Hi, I'm Eve from Elite Tarot, host of the weekly show, Mainstream Metaphysics Radio. Words like hoping, wanting, and trying may seem innocent. However, they carry with them emotional weight that actually blocks energy. Next time you start to say these words, say instead, I am becoming less stressed. I am looking forward to meeting someone special. I am pursuing a job I love. While your brain may resist, note how your body physically feels as possibility of success suddenly appears. 
As an intuitive coach and professional tarot card reader, I work with clients worldwide on using energy effectively to embrace joy. If you'd like to schedule a session, please visit my website at EliteTarot.com. That's E-L-I-T-E-T-A-R-O-T.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy. Defining success and putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern. And for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at higherlearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learners.com. Let It Go Radio. The future awaits you. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Barbara Scheidegger explores the way to clarity, peace, and how to live a successful life on your terms by turning negative experiences into positive ones. Barbara's curiosity about the human experience drives her both personally and professionally. As a life coach, author, and renowned clinical hypnotherapist, Barbara knows how to move forward in a natural, organic way without side effects. If you want to grow, be sure to tune in to Let It Go Radio. To learn more, visit LetItGoHypnosis.com. Not something you scream when you show me love. I don't need your words. Yeah, love ain't a thing. Oh boy, I'm loving that, Benny. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Fabulous book. I mean, you know, you're doing the show for 15 years like me. You've interviewed like, I mean, like, I don't know. I lost track after like 8,500 people. And the next thing you know is that you get a book that you've never had come across your desk before. And that's the book I have. Um, Big, big question. Why have we waited so long? But we don't have to answer that. The question, you know, the answer really is Emily Francis wrote the book, The Body Heals Itself, How deep, Deeper Awareness of Your Muscles and Their Emotional Connection Can Help You Heal. And Benny, right now, what I'd love to do is give a copy of this book away. And let's give it to our first caller, uh, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Now, um, Emily, um, again, uh, let's just make sure people have the best way to find out more about you. You also do consultations for people. So if folks listening to the show are out there and they're thinking, wait a minute, I've got a bunch of questions. Uh, how do I get a hold of them? How do I get a hold of Emily? How do I talk to her? How, what, what, what's the best way for them to find out more about you? My website is Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, 
A like Apple, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, Emily A. Francis books.com. And you can go right there and it'll connect you to my Twitter, my Facebook. You can also just send me a message. And I always respond. I love, love when people reach out to me. So I will I will be quick to respond. And I, I have to say this book, The Body Heals Itself, is honestly 20 years of all of my work, all of my studies put in as plainly and basically as I possibly can to reach as far and wide as I can because I believe we all inherently have the right to heal and that our bodies are so much more powerful than we allow them, than we understand. So yeah, please, listeners, write to me. Yeah, and the other thing is, I just want to say, during a show like this, Emily, we're going to touch upon, you know, the high points, but I there's no way that we're going to be able to get deeply engaged in this. And so, for those of you out there, please get a copy of the book. If you go to Emily's website, you get a copy of the book. The book's available everywhere, though, right, Emily? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things I want to talk about is a part of the body that we just don't talk about when it comes to emotion. We just don't. I mean, we can talk about the abdominal muscles and we can talk about the back and then we can talk about our hands and we always say the emotion, but we just don't talk about the legs and emotion together. And I was so thrilled myself having like nine or 10 knee surgeries uh, to say, oh my gosh, the legs, your storehouse for moving forward or staying stuck? <laughs> <laughs> the legs. You know, it's interesting. I always say I don't get emotional release necessarily from working on people's legs. I have, but not very often. So I'm going to give you a really quick overview of the legs. The legs are all about moving forward or staying stuck. And yep. when you feel like you are at that fork in the road and you don't know the next right step, that's where it shows up in your knees. So anytime somebody comes to me, my knees have started bothering me. That that tells me, first of all, you always have to scan what are you doing physically? Are you wearing good shoes? Did you twist it? You know, did you start a new sport? There's always those questions. So I'm not I'm not belittling those things. That's but right. generally when knees start to act up out of nowhere, I start to probe a little deeper. What's going on in your life? Do you feel like you're indecisive about something? Are you not happy at your job and you want to switch? Are you trying to move? Is there is there something significant that's happening where you feel like you're standing in quicksand and it's hard to lift your foot up and you just don't know the next right step? That's the knees. The hips gather your information. The knees are what makes you line them up. You line up the hips, then the knees, then the ankles. The ankles are all about sweetness of life. Are you enjoying the goodness of life? Do you feel like life is treating you well? Are you in that space of sweetness? If not, your ankles, you know, tend to act up. The calves are your second heart. Your calves are what pumps that blood back up to your heart. And there's a lot of emotion there. And I don't care if you're a football player, you could almost jump off the table and cry at how sensitive the calves are when you're working on them. And they're heart-shaped. I mean, these things matter. The biceps are heart-shaped. The, the calves are heart-shaped. They, they matter. They're telling you. It's kind of like the walnut being kin to the brain. It's good for your brain. It looks like the brain. It's kind of like that with the body, too, when you look at the structure of muscles. And then the quads, they're about moving you forward. But the hamstrings are more like your guardians. They kind of just back you up. There's not a lot of emotion happening in the hamstrings, even though they pull all the time. They pull because your hips have shortened. And, and usually you are wearing heels or some issue, you're not stretching well enough, but the pull from the hamstrings really comes out of the hips. So you've got to look at that psoas and you've got to get better about stretching. But the inner and outer thighs, which you mentioned before we went to yeah. commercial, those are about protecting 
those are different than moving forward. Those are things from the side, things that are coming at you, things that are coming towards you. You know, if somebody did try to mishandle you and you keep your legs locked tight, it's the adductor muscles, it's the inner thigh muscles. Those are your, your allies. They are what can keep anything away. They're your safeties. And they're like little guard dogs standing on each side of your leg. And then the outer thigh is different because those are things that are around you. And the outer thighs deal with the IT band, which constantly gets tied and choked up. And that comes out of the glutes, aggravation and suppression. See, everything matters. And understanding Mm -hmm. the primary secondary muscle, which muscle is bothering you and which one is behind it. And also, um, so which one turns it on, which one turns it off. They have to work together. And the other part is understanding the origin of where that muscle comes from. So that we can figure out what's really going on. So we can go deeper. And that's, I hope that I offered that enough in the book that we yeah. understand that, you know, like, like I talked about the outer thigh, the IT band, but it, but it originates in the glutes. Yeah. And the glutes are all about aggravation suppression. Yeah. So here's the thing I picked up in the book, which I totally flagged. Um, uh, uh, when you're talking about the legs, one of the things you say is this area of the body does not offer a lot of flexibility physically or emotionally. You need to get very clear, this is important, on who you are, what you want, and what you are willing to do to get it. Once yep. you set your sights on the goals, never give up on it. And I got to tell you, we got a lot of giving up on energy that has happened over the past 10 years here. You know, when you think about, look back on what's happened with the economy and you think about the emotional trauma as a society, right, that people have faced, this is one of those areas where we don't talk enough about purpose, passion, and movement. And I love that you included it in the book. Um, The other thing, too, is that I want to jump ahead to is that we talk a lot, as you mentioned earlier, about the back. Mm -hmm. And then we talk uh, a a bit about the neck. And I want to just spend a moment on the neck before we kind of jump off to the arms and shoulders and hands. Um, Neck. How many people do we know, and and it, whether they say it out loud, we refer to other people as a pain in the neck. I mean that we it is so common that <laughs> to have pain in the neck that you almost want to take it off the dialogue about not being well because it's the norm. Do you know anybody that doesn't have a pain in the neck somewhere there? No, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Everybody comes in with some sort of pain in the neck, but it's a million different reasons why. And that's, again, that getting very clear. So if you're not sleeping with a good pillow, I didn't even know this till massage school, and it might be silly, but when you sleep at night, the pillow is not supposed to be under your shoulders. It should be above your shoulders and under your head and neck only. Something simple like that is a game changer. Uh, Something like for me, I used to clench my teeth all night long. So wearing a mouth guard was imperative. If I didn't, I would get pressure and tension headaches in the front of my head, but it comes from the base of the skull. It's the top of the neck, that neck area. And the neck is about being able to see what's going on around you. So when, when things are happening that, you know, people are betraying, it's not just even friends and and lovers. You're talking about the country and the stress. Don't we all feel a little duped? around oh, yeah. the politics that are going yeah. on and feeling yeah. a little sideswiped and, and a yeah. little deflated, if I can be honest, it, no matter your political belief. I, I'd say the whole system is, is really a disappointment right now and in the middle of a shift. So we're feeling really caught off guard and duped and deflated. And those things come up from around. 
And so your neck is what gets you to be able to see what's happening around you. And when it, when it constricts, you don't see as much and you start to put on those blinders a little bit in your eyes. But I have to say, no matter what with the neck, my favorite, favorite thing to do that anybody can do is relax your jaws because your jaw muscles are what is replaying those scenarios over and over again where you just can't let anything go. That's out of the jaws, but that hits that neck. The top of the neck and the top of the neck is where all the muscles originate and go down. So you want to get that base of the skull area to release, and here's your magic way to do it. You take a cork, a cork out of a wine bottle, but you can get the cork at an art and craft store. You don't have to go buy wine. And you do it vertically, up and down, between the top and bottom teeth. And you can bite down because it's cork, so it doesn't have any pain back to you. And you hold it for three minutes, no less than three minutes. And all of a sudden, the jaws, the temporalis muscle that fans from the temples around the ears to the base of the neck, the back of the head, all of a sudden, everything shifts in alignment. You can't jet your your chin forward when you have your mouth open that wide. So all of a sudden, your chin slightly comes back, slightly down. The body aligns, and that whole upper region, the whole neck, the whole head, sees the light. It's like this wow. beautiful clarity. Yeah, it's fabulous. And I keep a I keep a cork in my glove box because traffic is where I really stress out. I live in Atlanta wow. and traffic is hideous. Yeah. So if I'm feeling it and I, I can feel that like my neck is getting constricted and I can constrict so much that I get nummy in the arms, the hands and the face even. And so I'll take that cork out of my glove box and I like people looking at me and doing the double take anyway. <laughs> I could care less. I got my cork in there and I am like grooving to my music and relaxing and letting my body let go while everybody else is tensing and by the time I get home I'm happy I've reset I love that idea and you know for those of you out there I I mean this is really this book is so filled with nuggets like this that's what I super love about it is you know you take us through a particular part of the body and then you talk to us about okay this is what might be going on here and this is what you should do okay number one area that seems to be emerging and I know we only have like 10 minutes left seems to be emerging around uh, just around the clock 24 7 go on Amazon and you will find a gazillion products out there, heated, non-heated, all of the above for what part of the body other than the legs and the knees, the shoulder. What are we doing with our shoulders? Rotator cuff, tear it out. Shoulder doesn't work. What is in the shoulders? So much is in the shoulders. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, the shoulders. The shoulders are uh, the shoulders are how you embrace your life. Mm. They, they really are. Do you take it in? Do you not? Are you, do you repel opportunities? Um, you know, I, I actually have always said that, that, and not just me, a lot of people say this, that people fear success far more than they feel, fear failure. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to get comfortable with hearing the no and going into that area. And when you're not comfortable yet, those shoulders are going to be the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable, because you're not comfortable yet with getting sort of into the putting yourself out there. So think about your arms being wide open. You're embracing your life. You bring it into the chest you love. If you don't and you're repelling things, you're pushing away. 
So then the triceps, I mean, people actually tear the tricep muscle too. Mm-hmm. They tear the shoulder muscle. There's real tears in the shoulders. And, yeah. and not to mention that the shoulder is a ball and socket joint. So you have this whole circular movement that's only there and in the legs. So it's a little bit more susceptible anyway. Mm-hmm. But shoulders, you know, you have to watch your physical movements. What are you doing? Are you using good body mechanics? Are you lifting mm-hmm. weights that are too heavy for you? You know, a lot of that stuff happens. Tennis, repetitive, that giant serving, you know, yep. you're really putting your muscles out there. And those all matter. But why is it that a tennis player can be playing solid for 10 years with no issue and then all of a sudden have this huge issue? You have to look deeper. What is happening in your life? Is oh, there some I opportunity totally that you're pushing away or accepting? Oh my so God. it's that. And it's also that top of the shoulders is the, the, what I talked about earlier, that you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. You feel so much pressure to perform. You feel so much pressure to do everything right. Type A personalities tend to have shoulder issues. Okay. Well, you know, I I wonder who we're talking about. I mean, not only have I had my uh, rotator cuff completely torn off my right shoulder and had to be cut the bone and put it back in. Um, And then about uh, uh, two years ago, I literally popped my bicep muscle trying to play pickleball. So, you know, I find it interesting, like you said, that somebody like me, Benny too, who have been active in sports our entire lives, I play pretty much close to professional table tennis, uh, softball, never, ever, ever had an issue with the shoulder. And then boom, there it is. So you could, you can only imagine how interesting I found this part of your book. Now, I would be remiss, Emily, if I didn't talk about the chest. And I know we've got about five minutes left, but I have to talk about the chest. Most of the time, we don't talk about chest muscle issues very much but in underneath there is our heart and I would love for you to talk a little bit about the chest because I know for women it is the one of the weakest parts of our body it is and it's a shame because it works with the back muscles and they need to be balanced well the chest is it it the muscles pec minor pec major And then you just have a teeny little muscle right under the clavicle as well, subclavian muscle, and it's very small. Outside of that, those are your muscles. So we like to put our thumb under the armpit and our fingers on top of the pec muscle, and we do what's called sifting. And we pull our fingers back as we dig deep into those pec muscles, and it is beautiful and painful and a little bit merciless, I won't lie. Nobody (laughs) likes it, but it releases everything in that space because not only do you have your heart chakra so your heart energy center which we all instinctively understand as the heart space it's where you love not just your pericardium of course but it also has your lung space right under it so let's go energetic lung governs sadness why do women have breast cancer more than any other place sadness why is it that when somebody gets diagnosed they immediately in the oncology office ask if you ever were a victim of abuse sadness the lungs and and the lung area in Chinese medicine, where it um, the it's called lung one, so the first channel of lung is where the pec minor inserts up high in that shoulder area, where if you bend and straighten, it's up there right under the clavicle in the little, it's between the clavicle and the armpit. It, there's a little notch up there, and that's where that muscle inserts. But it also is where the lung channel for energy, and that is that governs some sadness and some shame. So there's a lot happening in that chest area. So while I really advise you to strengthen the pec muscles themselves, I also say learn how to learn how to sift those muscles and, mm-hmm. and love those muscles and massage those muscles so you can get deeper into your energy body through 
your physical body mm. through the okay. muscles. Let them work together. I want to say this. Um, you have put together an incredibly thorough book. I just want to tell our audience, uh, for those of you tuning in, I'm talking about The Body Heals itself. Emily Francis joining me here today. Um, and what I mean by thorough is you not only take us through a dialogue about what we're talking about. You've shown us diagrams, pictures. There are exercises in there, diagrams of how to do the exercises in there, what emotional clearing can be done, whether it's through stones or oils or chakra work or breathing or any of the above. I mean, this is a seriously thorough book. And I know we've talked about a lot, but there probably are some things I didn't ask about. What what did I leave out? What are you finding right now in the work that you do is seriously on the top of everybody's list? You know, the top of everybody's list usually is around the shoulders, but my answer still always tends to go up to the jaws. Mm. If, I, if I can offer any advice in the world, it is that cork stretch. If you can start there and get rid of the, because it does help you get rid of that monkey mind, as the Buddhists refer to it, that emotional chatter. And it's so animated, that chatter, all those what ifs, what ifs, what if this happens and this happens. And, you know, we make up all these crazy scenarios, but those things are the driving force right now. And those stress patterns will take you down. So if I can do anything in the world, it's to help you stop some of that restless mind chatter, chill it out a little bit, calm it down and, and go deep within, start to get to know your body. Get to know it on a physical, muscular, energetic, spiritual, loving level that has nothing to do with criti- criticism. Wow. And if, if you can stick those cork in the jaw and chill out the thoughts and help your neck and help your jaws and help the way that you, that you perceive your outside surroundings, those jaws are where it's at. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, it's so interesting because you gave us such a simple remedy. I mean, you really did. It's kind of like I can imagine like thousands of people now going out and looking for that, that cork. cork. Don't throw out the cork, right? That conversation. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to stop for a minute, Emily. And first of all, I want to thank you for putting such a comprehensive book together. Everything from what's, <clears throat> what's ailing you, what to do about it, both energetically, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. What, what do we do? How do we do it? And showing us how to do that so very, very well. Um, please give out your website. Let folks know how they can get their copy of the book. And uh, I, you know, when we gave away the copy, that went away like immediately. How can oh, people good. find out more about you and about the book? www.emilyafrancis, that's I-S, emilyafrancisbooks.com. Um, I can tell this is a lifelong body of work for you. So thank it you is. for doing that. This is all my love put into a book. It, it really is 20 years of study. Yeah. And all of my love. I, I leave nothing. I try to leave nothing mm-hmm. hidden. You know, I really put it all out there. I don't I don't have that ulterior motive of now the next book, you'll learn this. I, I really don't even know what I'm going to do for the next one because I put everything out mm-hmm. into this book. But I want to say to everybody listening, you know, most of the books you get that are of this nature uh, you need a, a PhD or an MD to understand, not this. You've broken this down into the language that we live by, and I appreciate that. One last question. I'd love to know what your personal message is and what do you want to leave us all with, and thank you so much for all that you do. My personal message is that the body 
can heal in ways that you have never been given permission to believe, but I have been in the storyline of watching miracles happen person after person when they give themselves permission to heal. Awesome. Thank you so very much. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Man, it, it's this is a fabulous, fabulous book. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. We're not done yet. We're going to be right back. And what are we going to talk about? You bet. Joy. Joy, joy, joy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. audio was via a Skype call.